0: Healthcare can often be a difficult system to navigate with concerns of costs, access, or finding the right fit to address your intimate needs. The challenges are amplified for uninsured patients or those who don't speak English as a primary language. But a new Kansas certification will establish the widespread practice of community health workers, which advocates say will help patients navigate these complicated health systems a little bit easier. These health workers make the system work better for patients and providers by offering culturally competent care and reducing reliance on emergency systems. David Jordan, president of the United Methodist Health Ministry Fund, Treva Smith, a prenatal care coordinator at KC Care Health Center, and Tan Mirasnera, the community health worker project manager at KU Medical Center, join us to discuss how the certification benefits the state. David. Uh, If you could kind of start us off and just tell us a little bit about what a community health worker does and and why they are important to Kansas communities.
1: Well, thanks for the question, Noah, and thanks for having us for this important discussion about community health workers. Um, A community health worker is a frontline public health worker who is a trusted member um, of the community or has an unusually close connection with the community, which is a really exciting and important piece of but also what a community health worker does because of this close relationship between community health workers and the folks that they serve. Um, they're really able to facilitate access to services and improve the quality of care and the quality of of service that patients are able to get, um, working in community, um, a community health worker can improve access to healthcare, provide outreach services, education. Um, so all of those things are things as, um, a healthcare professional and, and someone who needs a healthcare foundation, we see those as cr- a critical foundation to um, improving healthcare and improving community health. So it's really exciting, exciting for me to be joined by two great community health workers here that have that lived experience and have helped um, improve access to services, improve quality of care, um, and really help patients navigate our complicated healthcare system
0: on, Treva. uh, If you wouldn't mind kind of telling me a little bit about yourselves and kind of from your point of view, what makes community health workers unique? And we'll go ahead and start with uh, Treva.
2: Yes. Well, my name is Treva Smith. As you said, Um, I've been working community health for, I don't know, about 15 years or so, give or take Uh, a few years. I have Uh, I am currently a uh, care coordinator supervisor or CHW supervisor and uh, instructor. Um, I work on the state levels, both Kansas and Missouri, as well as on the national level with the uh, National Association of Community Health Workers. So it is, um, you know, my pleasure to be here with you guys just kind of sharing. The uniqueness of community health workers, it just has to do with the fact that we are not just uh, a part of the health team, but we're part of the community that we serve. And because I live and work uh, with and uh, the same people in the same community, we kind of build that trust because I understand the language, I understand the uh, barriers,
3: and the area. And Don? Sure, and uh, Noah, thank you so much for inviting me. So first, I just wanted to say that I became a community health worker even before I knew that I was a CSW. So I am originally from Spain and I used to be working with the deaf and the deaf-blind community as an interpreter, but then you begin to see a lot of inequities. And so then beyond the role of an interpreter, leaving that aside, I became somebody who was empowering those communities So I came to the US in 2012 and I began to work as a community health worker per se. Um, That's when I met uh, Triva, she also was a community health worker at that point. And so um, working with those communities, and and this is to me the uniqueness of the CSW role, how we empathize with the people that we see, how we meet them where they are, going to their houses, building rapport with them, being able to give them a hug sometimes or to put their hand our hand on their shoulder and say, you know, you need to push a little bit forward because otherwise you're not gonna make it. So being able to have that competency with them is very important. So that's one part of it. The other part, as a CAW, as a community health worker, I was embedded with a hospital and I was working within the emergency room, right? So being able to be the person who is beyond the four walls of the hospital, going out in the community and then coming back and telling those providers By the way your client completed this and they got transportation they applied for medicaid and i was there to help with that that is very helpful for the for the providers to see it not to mention the family medicine doctors where they have clients and sometimes it's like i don't understand why my client being compliant with the medication for diabetes still the outcomes are not good and then as a community health worker you go to the house and you see that there are things that they might be doing they are still Drinking sodas, or you're not walking, and how do you encourage them to do that? No provider or no staff, med- medical staff that is inside the hospital or clinic, is going out in the community to do that. So that's why I think that we are unique.
0: You know, as I understand it, there's also financial benefits for providers and then the system as a whole with community health workers. Um, could you guys touch uh, a little bit uh, on that? I know it's a little bit aside from the, the, the care part of it, but that is of course something that I think can, can be seen as very beneficial to the to the system as a whole.
2: Yeah. Uh, Tan touched on it already. You know, being embedded in within an emergency room is huge savings if we can help uh, patients to understand how ED uses should be done versus how people use it. Um, We I have personal family members who use who almost set appointments to go to the ED. And it's like, that's not how this should work. And it's the most expensive option that you have. Let's do let's try this option. And Uh, Maybe if you check your blood sugar more often, you can understand why you're feeling this way versus panicking. And then going into the ER, you can figure out what you actually need to do to stabilize those things. Things like that um, help save the system, the patient money, lots of money, because we know how expensive the ER can be. So that's a huge piece um, within the ER The other uh, cost savings just having to do with um, someone to help people to navigate the system to use, again, the PCP versus uh, having to deal with someone being put into the hospital, you know, versus if we can help you to maintain or to manage your illness and to prevent illnesses is huge. Uh, that's another piece that CHWs often do. We do think we go out into the community, we educate communities, um, whether it be faith based, whether it just be, you know, community activities, and just educating the public on different um, illnesses that would, again, save lots of money across the board. And I'm sure Tom can speak on quite a few others.
3: Triva, I think you nailed it. And you know, preventive care is huge. Education is amazing for community health workers when working with the community and just making sure, like if somebody has a chronic disease and they don't know how to manage that, that person is going to end up being in the emergency room. An example that I can put with this, uh, when I was working with the emergency room, you know, as a community health worker, you're not seeing how many clients do you serve and the outcomes. You are seeing the person that is in front of you and helping that person. I met with my supervisor once, as I started probably six months into it, and they were looking into six months prior. And so the ED utilization reduction on the clients that I served as a CA'sW was 75%. So 75% of my clients didn't go back to the emergency room. So if you translate that into numbers or money, That's a huge cost saving in between those situations. And I was just talking to David about this uh, uh, a couple of minutes ago, where a client who needed dialysis and the client was going three times a week to the hospital. When you add that to numbers coming through the emergency room, that's no less than $10,000. The client will never be able to pay that money. But when you put the resources together and you work with the kidney foundation, with health insurances, with the client, with the hospitals, you end up getting these clients settled in a service where they can get the dialysis and they are not going to the emergency room. So I will say that's one of the examples that I can think of on cost saving.
1: Well, and I think um, both Ton and Treva really have perfect personal experience of how they helped patients better access preventive services, how they helped avert emergency care, and how they helped um, better manage these. I think the exciting thing is not surprising is that the research confirms the personal experience that CHWs are doing all of these things that are resulting in better health outcomes but really cost savings. So, um, a 2020 uni- University of Penn study found that for every dollar invested in community health workers has a return of a, on investment of $2.47. So you're looking at a significant return on investment, in, which means a cost savings for the system because of those things we just talked about, increased primary and preventive care, reduced emergency room, uh, and better chronic disease management. And I think the other piece of this is um, community health workers are cost-effective to employ. So they're also saving individual providers money because they're able to make sure that they provide that really important community level connection to patients that don't exist within the four walls of their clinic or their hospital, um, which which is really what's driving the fact that Americans are so dissatisfied with the health system. Community health workers are are, are a bridge to better services and better care.
0: David, I, I kind of wanted to talk about how the Governor's Commission on Racial Equity and Justice—you know—a big part of it was cultural competency, the social determinants of health. Um, can you kind of talk to me how that is in play here? I know Triva and and Tom have touched on this a little bit. How that's in play with uh, CHWs?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, as part of the work of the Governor's Commission on Racial Equity and Justice, we, you know, we were really looking at both these program and funding suggestions to make the um, not just the healthcare system, but our safety net system work better for Kansans so that we can improve educational opportunity, uh, economic opportunity, and address long-standing health disparities and and move towards more equitable health system. And as part of all three committee hearings, we consistently heard from experts saying, we really need to change policy to make community health workers um, a mainstay within our system. Um, Actually, Triva participated as an expert in one of our Commission on Racial Equity and Justice Particular uh, um, maternal and child issues, um, really on the, the front end. But um, ha, you know, community health workers have that trust with members of the community, as Ton and Triva had mentioned. That you can have those conversations. Say, well, have you really participated in all of your preventive care prenatally? Are you are you breastfeeding you know do you need help with breastfeeding have you gotten screened for maternal depression so that you know having that trust and being able to do it in the safety of somebody's home or the safety of a community setting with somebody like triva who specializes in maternal and child health um, really makes it possible for patients to get the care that's needed um, we know that um, Long-standing inequities within the healthcare system, and a lot of it has to do with language access and under, uh, misunderstanding of cultural issues. And then there's uh, definitely um, implicit bias or explicit bias that sometimes exists within the power dynamic with providers. And I think again that community health workers can help provide that that bridge and translate for, translate both in providing that support and also. Technical expertise to help patients make the right decisions. And Treva, you could probably speak of some great examples in the maternal child health space.
2: Yeah, there. I mean, and there there are many. I mean, you th- you talked about breastfeeding, and this huge. A lot of people, depending on their culture, who, where they come from, they don't even consider uh, breastfeeding because it's not something that they've seen or that was normal for them. And just introducing. Um, something that is fairly, you know, uh, simple for, for women and most women can participate in and has such huge health benefits um, is magnificent. I mean, and the same goes with, you know, we talked about other nutritional things just knowing, hey, if you walk your dog around the block, you're getting some exercise, you know what I mean? While you're, um, and helping your diabetes or helping your other um, health outcomes. And so that is huge as well. But there are tons, safe sleep is another one. We just do what we've always done or what we've seen done. But when you can talk to someone and you can show them better a better way and really um, take that time with them, help them to understand and provide them the resources that they need in order to get it done, that is a game changer as it relates to um, health.
3: I just would like to add, and Noah, you were talking about cultural diversity, right? For CAHWs. um, I think that one of the aspects that I have seen, I've been working in Wyandotte County for six, seven years, and the population is very diverse, right? So we have the refugees, the refugee communities, we had Latinos, African-Americans, white folks that don't have access to resources. And so when we create these teams of community health workers seeing first, before you hire anyone who is in the community, who do you need to hire that relates to the community that you are serving? Uh, On my former team, we used to have, we had a CSW that came from the Nepali community Somebody else who came from the Burmese community. We had two CSWs that were Latinos. We had two CSWs that were African American. And what you want to see is those CSWs that can mirror the clients that they serve, so they can address better those needs. They can bridge that gap between the health system, the social system, and the clients. And if that if that is not happening, um, sometimes it's very uh, challenging to address those barriers. One last on that. One last thing on that is. Uh, on my current job, uh, I'm working with KU Medical Center. We have uh, almost 60 community health workers across Kansas. And so before we even hire anyone, we just went to different counties and checking what's the demographic. And then based on that, we did interviews. And it's like we have one CASW in Finney County who comes from the Afghanistan community. Um, we have CSWs that represent Latinos. We have CSWs that represent the African American community. If you don't have that, you are not addressing the cultural barrier.
1: You know, as we think about the Governor's Commission on Racial Equity and Justice, you know, I think part of the work was building, making recommendations on how, how to build policies and systems to address longstanding inequities and disparities. And we need to look at what the future of I mean, that Kansas is growing more diverse, but with those diver- with the diversity, we need to address some of these longstanding um, disparities and gaps in access to care, and that's why I think community health workers offer such opportunity, because the evidence shows not just the return on investment, which we covered, but that community health workers help improve health outcomes, so getting at those disparities, as well as improve access to health care, but not just health care. The exciting thing is, you know, just like the governor's Commission on Racial Equity and Justice focused on the social determinants of health, the other social needs that existed out there with transportation, food, behavioral health care, education, early childhood. Community health workers are in the community and oftentimes they're having these conversations and then they're able to make referrals because they have these strong connections with, say, a food bank. No, what you you know, what you need is, you know, is to be connected with the food bank so that we can help address some nutrition-based uh needs that exist, or we need transportation. So CHWs really become the center of building out personalized care plans to address the the social determinants of health that exist, because we know it's not just something that exists with managing uh, diabetes. That's one important piece of it. We also know it has to do with other factors. And I know Tan and Treva can speak much more acutely to that, but it's really, I think CHWs really can be a personal navigator to helping address these social needs that are much broader than health, which is why you're you're ultimately seeing these things, both better access to services and better outcomes, because you're addressing the whole person and all of their needs.
0: So in April, uh, the Kansas Department of of Health and Environment, you know, they launched this new community health worker credential. Uh, I wanted to kind of look at how we got to this point in terms of community health workers. Um, And whoever wants to kind of start us off can You know, how how did we get here now to to 2022 in in the state of Kansas um, as it comes to CHWs?
1: I mean, historically, community health workers have been used since the the 1960s, so they're not a new provider, but they've been used in different ways at the community level, which in some ways should be reassuring to everybody that CHWs are a proven provider. You know, with the passage of the Affordable Care Act, there really was a recognition from the system that community health workers could play a greater role in improving access to healthcare, but improving access to other services. And I think both Ton and Treva had worked at a clinic in um, in Casey, in Kansas City region, and they have their own really, I would say journey as to how community health workers have played a growing role within that clinic, but have now impacted the health of the Kansas City region. And I think that they can talk to that a little bit, and I'll just stay at the high policy level, um, you know, as community health workers took hold across the country, providers like KC Care Clinic and uh, Vibrant Health and other federally qualified health centers, Grace Med in Wichita, uh, Genesis in Southwest Kansas, realized that we could benefit from having a culturally competent provider that could ha- address some of these uh, larger social needs, and that there was grant programs available through the Affordable Care Act that made it possible for folks to think about a provider like a community health worker, um, and they evolved. And there was really a conversation taking place at the Kansas Department of Health and Environment about how can we better support community health workers in the state? Um, there was a community health worker coalition that was formed in, the, in Kansas in the uh, in the last decade that Treva can, and Ton can certainly talk about. Um, and in those conversations, uh, the health fund really had always been interested in CHWs um, but we we asked, how can we help? And I think the first piece of the help was just understanding um, the history of community health workers in Kansas, how many community health workers there were, uh, and what opportunities exist. So we commissioned a report in 2019 in partnership with the coalition and the state and, and many other groups um, that outlined the strengths, challenges, and opportunities for Kansas community health workers. Um, we realized there's over 300 community health workers working in Kansas and, you know, improving access to services, improving health outcomes, and saving clinics and and money. We thought, boy, this is really an opportunity to do more. So we actually started working with the state to sort of explore two issues. One, credentialing. So how do we make sure that CHW is credentialed um, so that we could get at the second piece of this discussion is so that we can come up with policy, particularly around paying the payment, so that we can pay for these services, which are not traditional. They don't fit in the typical fee-for-service model within healthcare. That one nobody likes, and two, that's very complicated because this provider really is like helping personalize care plans and helping provide services that may be outside the walls of the of the clinic or hospital, which Tom really, Tom really touched on. So um, with Started a sort of a large group discussion with community health workers centered in the middle of that discussion with the state, uh, with hospitals, clinics, doctors, um, other public health professionals, insurers that can care to talk about how we can look at, you know, CHWs and payment policy and CHWs and certifications. So you know, what was announced um, earlier this spring in terms of the certification is sort of the result of a lot of work of folks like Ton and Triva and the Kansas Community Health Worker Coalition, as well as folks within KDHE and providers who support this profession and essentially recognize it through the certification process, which is exciting. Um, but we know there's more work to be done, and I know Ton and Triva can really fill in um, a lot of gaps that I probably had in there to try to to cover ten, you know, 60 years in thir- in two minutes, which I went on too too long about.
2: No, that's actually great. I mean, like you said, just kind of gives a overview of of what's going on and then you know you mentioned you know 60 years but i would venture to say technically speaking even further than that uh, we talked about a little bit earlier how we always knew you know the little old lady down the street or you know, somebody at the barbershop who could connect you. And so this is kind of how organically the community health worker work began. And so then we started to put the pieces together to make this an actual, a profession, recognized profession. And from there, being very careful um, not to lose the essence of community health workers as trusted members of the community, not a social worker, not a nurse, not a community health worker, Uh, we started working towards some sustainable funding. And we understand that insurance companies and uh, the feds, they like this structure. And so we are working on the structure and coming up with an agreed um, certification process I mean, it was, it's painstaking, honestly, Um, just again, not to lose the essence of the community health workers. So it's been very important. And we're still very careful as we, um, uh, as David mentioned, you know, we still have a lot of work to do. We need and want that sustainable Funding, so we're working with the certification process so that um, we can ensure to, you know, the feds to other insurance companies that we are uh, trained, properly trained and um, moving forward in a professional manner, but at the same time, keeping the essence of that trusted member. That is, you know, the most important part that we have to be careful not to lose as we move forward. And, you know, I will add to that,
3: man, when I just look back and I think of 2014, right? So we are starting to have these conversations and both Triva and I, we work on both sides of of the state line, right? We are in Missouri and in Kansas. And so I still remember that first meeting where they are bringing the certification process for CSWs, And we were like, huh, why? Why would we do this? And so it has been a long journey. But I think that the final product of this is completely necessary. We all have to be on the same page on how we serve the community. We all have to be on the same page and have like a really good structure if we want CSW to be reimbursed by the work that they are doing. You know, and there are some up and downs on this. We were thinking of the certification process. Are we leaving people outside of this process if they are really great volunteers but they don't have a high school diploma? you know, is required to have a high school diploma to work as a CASW. Are we leaving out those folks that they might have, a, they might not have a social security number to work as a community health worker? And what's going on with, with the people that is not falling in, into the process of the certification? Um, and we're addressing those. This is, a, as, as David was just saying before, this is not like done deal and that's it. We continue to work this every day. We meet we have these conversations, we get feedback and we improve, so.
1: Yeah, it, it, a lot of work has been done and I think also a lot of that work has been really careful not to lose the essence of community health workers as somebody that has lived experience, somebody that is from the community and that that we don't overlook that. So I think that's also the exciting piece of this. But now both states have a certification process that recognizes community health workers as um, health profession, as professionals, and also there's training programs. But I'd also say that the training programs and the requirements are not prohibitive so that it takes away from that great lived experience and cultural competency. So um, it's it's finding that right balance, um, which has been, I think, an important part of the process.
0: Treva, I did want to ask you a little bit about the, the what this looks like on the national stage, um, and in particular, kind of how that compares to what's happening here in Kansas, you know, where do things stand nationally? Um, and what can we learn from, you know, the the process across the country about ways we can improve?
2: Yeah, so nationally, we have since uh, I want to say 2019, the National Association of Community Health Workers was birthed from um, the Unity Conference, which was a conference of community health workers from all across the country who came together on a regular basis, again, being very careful to keep the essence of who we are as community health workers together. Um, we are working on a national level level for policy um, and workforce development that is recognized by the APHA. Um, Uh, public health uh, associations and um, federally qualified health centers, hospitals, and just making sure that we're recognized in those arenas um, all the time. And then we're branching out to, I mean, we as community health workers have been an intricate part in the pandemic and other disaster areas. And whenever a need arises that we can pivot and adjust Um, as community health workers to to fill those gaps. And so those are some of the things that are going on on the national level. In Kansas, we have um, started a little bit behind some of the other places, California and East Coast, Texas doing quite a bit. But now we can honestly say we're in the top five as it relates to community health workers and the work that we're doing as it relates to, again, policy change and uh, funding and sustainable funding mechanisms Um, and the certification and education piece is huge. And so I am very proud to say that, like I said, Kansas is right up there in the top five, at least 10 for sure, of uh, states that um, are making headway with the community health work. Portion. Gotcha. And
0: so running a little bit short on time, but before we do go, I wanted to give each of you guys kind of an opportunity to uh, either talk about, you know, what comes next, what's on your, what's on your mind um, when it comes to CHWs going forward, or just anything you want to kind of re-emphasize uh, for our listeners. And I'll go ahead and, and start with David. Um, well, you know, I think
1: it's exciting to see how the good work of folks like Ton and Treva have impacted patients' lives to improve access to care and improve health outcomes. And it's just as exciting to see um, clinics across the state and hospitals across the state really be interested in using community health workers because they see it as a way to bring their costs down and offer better care. Um, and I think as we, we see validation of that through the certification process, um, and also through groups like the Governor's Commission on Racial Equity and Justice, recognizing the role that community health workers can play um, in addressing long-standing health disparities and improving health equity um, and improving access to education and economics. You know, we have a demonstration project at the Health Fund uh, to demonstrate how community health workers can work both at health departments and clinics um, and even in small rural hospitals. And one of the most exciting stories from that work um, was a community health worker that started working with a patient. Um, and she helped improve her ability to connect to healthcare, um, helped her get health insurance coverage, but didn't stop there. She helped address some issues with food insecurity and, and helped connect her with, um, with, with food. But then the, she had built so much trust with the client that the client came back and said, you know, I've always wanted to go to college and, but I need to get my GED. And I saw, I saw a flyer for that and she, but I'd never told anyone this before. And the community health worker um, helped her understand that she could complete a GED. And this is something that she could have access to, education and eventually uh, college. So she enrolled her in the GED program and helped make sure she went and felt comfortable doing that. And now this client is enrolled and on, on a path to a better future. Um, and she originally was seen for a healthcare issue. So I think that's the power community health workers have. So as we think ahead, um, we think to, to systems level changes like um, the renegotiation of the state's Medicaid program, CanCare, I think, boy, if we want to really help make Kansas be healthier, we need to think beyond just traditional health and health services. We need to think about like other states like North Carolina and Michigan are doing like social determinants of health and community health workers really are at the center of that and can help patients better navigate the system, make it more manageable for them, but then also connect them to opportunities in the places like education and better job training and health and um, transportation. So I'm excited about what the future holds. The certification is an important first step continuing to support the work of the CHWs that work with ton and Treva is critical because we need to continue collecting the data and supporting them and making sure they can do it. And we provide that bridge, but we need to make sure that there's funding and the system's oriented to build out teams that include community health workers. So I'm excited about that because certifications step number one, and now there's ongoing discussions about how can we do payment policy or Medicaid program that includes CHWs. But there's you know, there's always going to be work to do, uh, but this is really an exciting step.
3: I align completely with what David said. Sustainability is very important for CASWs, and that, along with also training for community health workers, you cannot imagine how many times a CASWs we go to houses of our clients, they suffer of anxiety, depression. Um, we had clients that they confessed to us that they wanted to complete suicide. And so having that training for community health workers as well. Also seeing more community health workers representing the movement for policy and initiatives to get sustainability as well, because we need to have the CSWs also represented on the table. I think that's one of the parts of it, Um, making sure that we address the rural areas. And we have CSWs that represent the rural areas as well is very important as well for me. And I think that the last part will be to have community-based CASWs. So we have clinical-based CASWs that are embedded with clinics and hospitals, but we need more CASWs that are embedded with um, community-based organizations that are out there in the community, helping those folks that are not even getting to the medical system.
2: i just finishing up what Tom said. He, um, the community-based organizations, uh, faith-based organizations, It's a huge uh, opportunity, again, for someone who's trusted within the community who can help um, make those connections. Um, Everything else has been said that I would agree with um, as it relates to connecting with mental health and and other health. And so um, CHWs also play an important part within the vaccination. Um, And we talked about that as it relates to the pandemic. We have done canvassing. We have done education. And so, again, where we can help, we are ready.